Hello everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode 52. I'm Jackson, I'm joined by M as usual. It's anime time! It's anime time. And we're joined uh, by a guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hello, it's, um, my name's Liv, uh, back for fourth or fifth time, I think, so... Yeah. Yeah. Rick Rick unfortunately got the sweet deal and just laughed to <laughs> you like immensely, but for a while you're neck and neck. Hey, it's a good excuse to read Akira, so Yeah. Uh so what are we watching today? What are we what are we doing? Okay, we're watching Megazone twenty three, which is two three, thank you. Okay, Megazone two three, which is uh Four OVAs organized into three parts. The original uh, came out in March of 1985. It is directed by Noburo Ishiguro, written by Hiroyuki Hoshiyama. Uh, the second one came out uh, May of 1986. It, it was directed by Ichiro Itano. Yes, that Itano, written by Hiroyuki Hoshiyama. The third part, uh, which is two episodes, both came out in 1989. This was directed by Shinji Aramaki and Kenichi Yadagai, and written by Emu. Ari, um, Megazone 23, the original at least, is a famous early OVA of 80s anime aesthetics and mecha and fashion and music and all of those things. Um, I think it recently got like a big new Blu-ray release with like in the last couple years in the US and um, that was kickstarted, I think. Um, yeah, Anime Ego lost kick, uh, launched a Kickstarter campaign in August 2019 to make a big... Uh, box set which i think did very well um this is like yeah a, a influential anime yes yeah um yeah uh Liv, why'd you pick this one um i was like um uh i should pick something a little shorter i wanted to do um an ova because it was like um i heard good things about dallos and some other um 80s uh ovas we were talking up it would have been very funny if you No, I, <laughs> I think it's been discussed enough. Um, I haven't seen it, oh. so uh, I've only seen the first episode. Well, shit. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I I've was... seen Dallas. Dallas is fucking great. I bet. Uh, and it's, like, it's, kind of, it's like a little... Uh, it's kind of a bit of a dead joke in, in our spaces of people just saying Dallas at each other to the point where it's, you know, uh, a little bit of an in-joke. But the... the Dallas itself is just a good, just a, that's just a great OVA. Yeah, Mamoru Oshii, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, I, I I remember hearing about Megazone, um, I, and then I was like, oh, it must be a cyberpunk thing. Totally forgot about the mecha stuff in this. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's, let's do that. And um, yeah, uh, it's, it's a thing. I <laughs> had varying <laughs> levels of enjoyment uh, with it. I'd say, um, but yeah, part one is like the most Macross shit ever. Um, but yeah, uh, thought it was, thought it was mostly enjoyable. Good, good gap to fill. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ishiguro who directed the first part, I just want to get everyone's credits here. Cause it's like important. All uh, full directors, was, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, director of Super Dimension Fortress Macross. Also, City Battleship Yamato, but who gives a shit about that? <laughs> um, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. <laughs> the, so I, I knew, obviously, there's a Legend of the Galactic Heroes anime. I'm slowly making my way through the books. Uh, the idea that the fucking Macross guy is the guy to tackle that for he a decade. He went from Macross <laughs> to this to Legend of Galactic Heroes. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have to tell you. Um, and then the director of the second part, Ichiro Otano, um, everyone knows Otano. He, the Otano circus is Otano. He is just the star badass animator who comes in and makes things look good. Um, and he's, he's still working, I think, right? Like he worked on Gun on the Origin a I little bit. I think this was his first was on directing job, right? Yeah. 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 And he did some designs for, I know, uh, that Gridman show for a couple years okay. back. So, you know, he still, he still shows up and does a thing now and then, um, but this was way more uh, just uh, his baby in a real way, which is not typically the case. Um, he worked on Ursa Yatsur too. Man, that's a good fucking movie. Key animation. Uh, he, shortly after this, he works on Royal Space Force Wings of Haneyamase. That's a beautiful movie. Very not very good, but you know what you're gonna do. It's also good, but it's also not very good. Well, I mean, I imagine we will talk about the some Gainax in this episode. <laughs> and then Shinji Aramaki, who directed the third part. Um, He's still working. He works. Oh, he's about just. to. He's the director of Blade Runner Black Lotus, <laughs> and he worked on Ghost of Shell uh, Standalone Complex 2045. He is colloquially known as the terrible CGI guy who makes the terrible CGI. Yeah, movies. he made he made Appleseed in 2004. Uh, yeah, and all the other Appleseeds in, in the last decade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he took over the back half of Get Season Two, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Wait, no, season season two? Second gig? No. I no? believe so. Oh, okay. He's he's working on um no, no, no. SAC twenty forty five. Twenty forty five. Now oh, he, he yeah. owns the CG studio, so yeah, uh, well, they're, they're all working there. That makes sense. <laughs> um Then uh Hirano, the character designer of the first part. Um, well we we'll we we'll we've left that one director. Oh yeah, he didn't have Wikipedia. Well, you know what so he did. Do you direct? have him? I, yes, I what do. do you direct? Uh, uh, that is uh, Kenichi Yadagai, who directed, of course, Macross Two: Lovers Again. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Suddenly, a lot of things falling into part place. Part three here. is just Macross Two in a lot <laughs> yeah. of ways. Um, anyway, um, the character designer for Part One uh, is the character is the animation director for Macross. Do you remember Love? Uh, did some key animation on Matt Macross, uh, did uh, Vampire Princess Mew, known for his works appearing in Lemon People, the uh, the fucking lowly con magazine that uh, LPL Plouffe from Double Zeta Gundam gets her name from. We're just in anime right now. <laughs> Criminal yeah. shit happening all around us. He he directed Devil Lady, I think. So, you know, this is where we're at in terms of people. Mm-hmm. Um, except for Eve. Eve was designed, they brought in a character designer, Haruhiko Mikimoto, who in the universe of Megazone is the character designer of Eve, uh, which I think is great. Um, but he is uh, like the actual character designer for Macross, Macross 7, Gunbuster. Just a fucking classic of designing anime people. Damn. War in the Pocket character designer. Um, can't be beat. Honestly, uh, then they gave everyone new designs for part two, so you can't tell who yeah, I so <laughs> The character designer of part two is Yasuomi Uemetsu, who is known for uh, the, the he created the Akite film series. Um, if you don't know what Kite is, every once in a while someone will post this incredible video on Twitter of like this anime chase scene of like a big action thing where a guy falls out of a window. It just looks like like a Jackie Chan sequence, but it's in an anime. It's like a very 80s anime. And then everyone beneath that uh, video will be like, don't watch this anime. Actually, it's a mistake. You'll regret it because it's like it's like hentai um, and it's got some underage stuff in it. It's a bad time. But that's Kite. <laughs> 
Okay. So this is this is. It this might just be Kite. I guess I don't know. I haven't seen them. I um I assume it's Kite. Oh no, it's yeah, it's Kaito. Kite. It's just Kite. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't tell uh, until I clicked through to find the katakana because uh, Japan. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so well known. Uh, if you want to watch some action, it's got it. But you you have to suffer also, unless you watch like the uh, international release, which has fifteen minutes cut out. Wonder so what could be going on in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're basically just in the, the in the soup of anime eighties. Oh, uh, so the uh, third part is designed by Hiroyuki Kitazune, who uh, yeah. is. Uh, Infamous character designer on Zeta Gundam, Double Zeta oh, Gundam, shit. worked on Shara's Counterattack, um, Elgheim, Dunbine. He's just like uh, the, one of the major mecha guys. Known uh, in the aughts for uh, adopting digital coloring for all his art really early, and he doesn't know how to use it. And everything he's made since like the early aughts is just fucking terrible. It's the worst art you've ever seen. Yes, he's done because there's a lot of amazing uh, Zeta art that he's done that is just abysmal. <laughs> yeah, he um, has followed in Yaz's footsteps and has done like his own Gun on the Origin, but for Zeta as the character designer of Zeta. And you go look at the covers for that; they're so bad they look like bad deviant art posts from the mid aughts. Uh, they're wild, the digital yeah. coloring. When when I load up part three and just saw Kitazune's name over and again, I'm like, oh, we're in for it now. We're in for it now. Yeah, <laughs> we, sure we did not. I did not. I did not have a great time with part three. I think part three is very bad. But part one, Jackson, do you want to briefly summarize the plot of part one? Okay, so th- okay, these summaries are going to be, let's say, light, <laughs> because yeah. we have three. Uh, movie well one of them is a two-part ova but they are three yeah maybe three movies three movies all of uh over 80 minutes long one of them gets you know the last one gets to about 140 minutes um no wait i'm i can't type hour 40 (laughs) is what i meant there um and oh there's a lot of action and a lot of things going on and nothing happens. So I will stick to the main beats that actually matter. Uh, and if I'm leaving something yeah. out, it is because uh, there's just a lot of stuff that doesn't really matter. Uh, the Ooh. first movie is about a biker uh, named Shogo Yagi um, who has a crush uh, on a girl named Yui and is like trying to impress her. Uh, and they're going to hook up while she's like working as a in a TV studio to be a pop star with a bunch of other girls uh, and just dealing with, like, lovingly animated pop industry stuff. Classic Macross bed and butter. Uh, And he discovers an experimental bike uh, that his old friend uh, was working on in America. Um, And the the cops are after him. Or not even the cops, just the, the people after him. They got guns and they don't know what's going on. And he's like, this this is like a super, super cool bike. Uh, I got to tell the world about it. He calls up the TV station and he lets them know. Uh, but the, he gets cut off the TV station and he's on the run. And he, while on the run, descends into the Undercity uh, and finds uh, an Undercity that is just under Tokyo for some reason. He's like, what the fuck is this? What's going on here? Um... And realizes that this is not Tokyo. This is the ship Megazone 2-3. Uh, where 
Tokyo has been recreated inside it, uh, but anyone who leaves and goes to, like, whenever there's things going on in foreign lands and, like, they talk about ships and people flying to America, they all have all been hi- uh, hypnotized and brainwashed. Uh, there is no outside of Tokyo because this is a spaceship uh, after the world has been destroyed 500 years ago as war was inevitable. Uh, and as more people discover the, se- the secret, could they be on the verge of making the same mistake again? Uh Idiom was very, very popular with these people. You have to understand. <laughs> Massive deal. Um, and... I mean, this is the, the, everyone in a simulation is like classic sci-fi, like pop yeah. sci-fi stuff also. Yes, but the part where it's also an idiom ship. <laughs> uh, yeah. With a central computer I mean, judging... I mean, they had if- just made... They had just come off... Like, the studios who made this had just come off of Do You Remember Love? Yes. Which is literally about how you can recreate Earth in a mall in a ship in space. Oh, if yeah, you really that stuff to. is all, like, Artland's just... <laughs> pride and joy they they like it's a matrix situation but only insofar as we want to have the space animation and we want to have like idol stuff in at malls in japan uh, yes and like like a fetishization of brands i've never heard people be like <laughs> i'm going drinking a budweiser and i'm going to the mcdonald's as much as i have in this anime it's 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 fucking incredible uh, uh, do you want to briefly uh, hit the last points of the plot so we can talk about this yeah uh and then there's a big conflict and um what actually happens is like they go for a fight. He goes to shut he down the main BD, computer, and he gets his ass beat yeah. because BD is a badass. Yeah, he got I me mean, that dude. That's what BD stands for. <laughs> he he finds the guy who's like chasing him. Fights BD. Uh, they, they, he goes to the big computer and like tries to blow it up, uh, and kind of half succeeds, but is mostly just beat up and limping away at the end with all of these threads unresolved to be picked up in part two. Is where... BD voiced by Kaneto Shiozawa, who voiced Jolliver and Idion King. I would hate to fight Jolliver. <laughs> I would hate to fight Jolliver. He also voiced Makuve, but I would fight Makuve. I'm pretty sure I could take Makuve. <laughs> He's no Jolliver. He's no Jolliver. But yeah, that's part one. That's um, just true. Uh, it's Part one is mostly about like uncovering the conspiracy of the hidden uh, Matrix situation, um, which obviously this is obviously first. This is a... Uh, uh, but even by this point, this is like I said, stock sci-fi thing. Everyone's in the simulation. Uh, and it's, they're not technically in the simulation in the way the Matrix is. It's not a computer world. It's a real city in a real spaceship. It's just run by a computer to stop them discovering that it's real. And there's a lot of discussions about, well, does it matter? 80s Japan is so cool. <laughs> this is the best time to be alive. Yeah. Leave uh, it, it, bubble economy is great. He says it's the most peaceful time in uh, human history. At the time, they did not know it was a bubble economy. (laughs) And yet, you get the sense that some people knew it was a bubble economy. (laughs) So, this this OVA specifically, part one, is... I was watching this, I'm like, this is just all of the parts of Macross that, like, were, like, flashy and beautifully animated. And they threw out pretty much all of the stuff where Macross is a ropey show made by a bunch of people who kind of didn't know what they were doing. Um, they figured it out, more or less. Like, they made a movie that I don't really like, but was uh, very, very... It was highly animated, one might say. <laughs> Macross, do you remember love? Um, and they kind of toned that back a little bit. Not a ton, but a little bit. Um and they made they made a show out of the part like this was going to be a show originally supposedly and they they had it was turned down or the sponsors backed out so they put the pieces together and finished it up and shipped out as an OVA uh, hoping they would do well it did very well um but there's just like a love of the aesthetics of the thing in this in this part in particular that I think is like really interesting it's like at this fulcrum point of like 
like Zeta Gundam was happening, uh, Dirty Pair is happening, which are like genre defining, like Dirty Pair doesn't have a huge legacy, but like they're, they're genre defining pieces of work. Like the 80s was at its height in terms of like anime aesthetics in Japan. Um, and, and it's like right before like the Gynax people come in and start their like own version of this, which is, uh, a little like, not irony, but it's like very, it's like sneering at the same thing, but they also love it. Like this just loves it. Like every, every shot is about, we love it when girls dance and sing pop music and ha- wear fashion and drink food and live near products and guys ride bikes and they're also tough and cool. And it's all in a city that is like beautiful at all times. And all of that is like rendered with this, this deep care about those things as objects and of worth of themselves it like i when i say it's like a fetish object i mean that like in the way that like everything is like someone's fixation like you know mecca's full of like mecha otaku but the people drawing this are, are like fashion otaku and like hairstyle otaku <laughs> and bike otaku they just love all of it and it's all on the screen and it's like it's like impressive on some level but then you're i'm like watching it and there's like shots where i'm like they don't know how to draw people. Like, th- and this is the problem with Macross is like, they know how to go from pose to pose. I'm not even talking smear frames. I'm talking like just n- normal keyframe animation. They don't like, these are people who grew up like loving anime and like tracing their favorite anime, like screens and like manga panels. So they don't understand how people move from one like position to another from their like big hero poses. And so you get this like weird experience where like, this is a this is a this is an OV obsessed with like teenage girls as like a physical form to render but like when they're just like moving through spaces or whatever there's no like sense of anatomy that like makes any of it work there's a there's a great shot where they pan up the back of a jeep where a girl is like standing on the back of the jeep and she's like taking a picture but they pan up her like legs with just enough time for me to go is she facing away from us or towards <laughs> us and I can't tell because it's not drawn well enough yes uh and I, and there's like, there's like a bit where there's like a girl like in a dress that's like a sundress and it's her back. And she's got like, it's like, you know, they drew her like shoulder blades or whatever. But the, it's like so like noodly and weird that it looks like she's got cleavage on her back because they don't fucking know what they're doing. Um, and it's just throughout. There's just like little things like this that I, I find remarkably shoddy. Um, that are just the work of super fans who got a check because everyone gets a check in 85, uh, to make the thing they wanted. Um, Macross was very popular and suddenly a bunch of nerds who, who were making Gundam fanzines got a, got a free pass to do whatever the fuck they wanted. Um, maybe it was a mistake. Um, but it doesn't have any of the meanness that I find like in Gynax's works that I find really repellent. Like none of that said, they just love this shit. They just love it. Yes. Yeah. Which is not to say that I like, like this. I just think it's like a really interesting snapshot of like why anime, why, why the people who come after are like this that they don't reference the things like things in real life they reference anime referencing things in real life because it was just too heightened uh to not just fall into the gravity well no, yeah i mean it definitely feels that way especially with like it's not like technically a compilation movie but it really has the feeling of one where it's like we're yes. assembling these pieces together there's not really like any time for anything but the most heightened characterization and like we're running through mm. everything very quickly but yeah, like Jackson said, nothing really is happens or is resolved by the end of it, except like 
you know some some like minor plot movements um that the second part picks yeah up. it describes yeah. a world like they like halfway through they're like oh actually you're in a weird simulation on a spaceship because earth was like destroyed or whatever and i'm like okay i love the matrix uh <laughs> eat this up uh um the Wachowski's gone on record as saying they had not seen Megazone, which I believe, because this is like a pretty stock plot, but it is very funny. Especially yeah. in part two, when the aliens are just the Sentinels from the Matrix. That's, yeah, actually. that's very funny, because like, um, yeah, I bet where Eve is like, oh, you know, we chose this time period because it, it was the most peaceful time in human history. Feels like it is being directly echoed in like Smith's speech to Morpheus in the first movie, uh, where he's discussing like why they chose like 1999. Um, well, but the Smith speech is really interesting uh, in like a, the ways in which being a nerd and specifically a like computer type nerd, right, changed in the 15 years or 14 years between these two things. Right. Uh, because the Smith speech is all about how 1999 fucking sucked. <laughs> it's the only time that humans could accept. But then you think about it now and their vision of things that suck, right, are like, oh, you have a job and it pays well, but you hate it. And it's just like, oh, you've got your cubicle. Don't you feel, you know, classic... Everyone looks back at 90s stuff and was like, what did we, why did we hate this? Look at how much better it was. Uh, and this is bef- even before that. It's like, there's no, oh, you're being trapped by the consumerism of the 80s. They just fucking oh, absolutely. love it. McDonald's. <laughs> they love it so why, would, why would you have to critique it if it was just good for everyone? Uh, exactly. New item, Chicken McNuggets out now. And like part two it's, complicates It's worth it. pointing out like the, 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 the media that critiques consumers in the 80s is coming out of america who's deathly afraid that japan is going to take them over yes (laughs) especially about this specific stuff it is a yes it is more of like a terror of losing racial dominance or whatever than it is anything to do with consumers like the head like the hedge of money was threatened japan's just living it up they just love it like because they're in it and the part where like a lot of the things that they're referencing are highly westernized because america invaded and took over that country for decades this anime does not touch on america was not aware is not aware of the part where like japan's success was part of the colonial project yes uh, the people in the 80s weren't thinking about this it's just true <laughs> i mean let's not weird stuff in the ether a lot of anime in the 80s is talking about that this one is yes, not yes, yes. <laughs> but this is this is not, <laughs> this, one's not. <laughs> this one is just like coca-cola budweiser let's go yeah, it's just funny because, like, I I love I've watched almost all of Matt Cross at this point. I like Matt Cross dis- often despite itself. Kawamori is an idiot, but that I a kind of adore. Um, <laughs> but when you look at the things he brings to Matt Cross in terms of like thematic sensibilities, it's like man, when he stepped out, all the thoughts went with him. <laughs> uh, is that true? <laughs> Yes, Macross has so much more thematic content, even the bad Macrosses than Megazone does. Oh, Are you kidding me? Oh, I thought you meant like the other Macrosses where he wasn't involved. And I mean, compared to no, this, no, no, I see. Yes, I mean this. Yes. This one has very little. Go- yes, this is like the most head empty. Yeah. And there's stuff in part two that I think is interesting, uh, but this is this is just like an OVA, right? Like the yeah, reason you yeah. want it is to watch animation of these things on the screen is the draw more than the story because. Yep. Uh, you know, Shogo. Who cares? What kind of character is he? Like, is he? We'll we'll talk about that. Hold on, we'll talk about that in part three. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so I will say, I will say, I desperately want the BD versus MD Geist versus Kiriko Kuve OVA. Where is that? Someone make that for me, please. Uh, I was watching this like, damn, no MD Geist. <laughs> no, I also was like, man, MD Geist. That's a sick OVA. So, uh, let, 
okay, this is going to set up some discussion of part two, but like part one is interesting in that it's built out of a TV show. It is functionally a compilation movie on some level uh, of just like stuff they made. Um, but it's it's still an OVA, so they can put some tits and blood in it. Uh, but it's an early OVA, so the the ways in which that uh, has been codified as a form are not like set yet, uh, in the way that even by part two is is has changed. But it just results in part one being a very strange movie where it feels just like a TV show for kids with the magic bike that's going to save the day against the evil computer. Uh, but then occasionally. A girl's head just gets shot off, or we have a terrible sex scene. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, the scene where the girl's head shot off uh, is one of my favorite scenes in anything. It's so funny. I was losing my mind laughing. Um, so uh, the 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 uh, like the people trying to cover it up are uh, chasing them, and the conspiracy goes to the top, and they come in to the girl's apartment. Though there's three girls you've been following the whole time, and one of them who's been like the one filming everything uh, just gets shot in the head uh, by these suits that come in. And, um, you know, it's, it is lovingly animated in the way that you can get violence animated in an 80s OVA, which already puts it, all, like, kind of out there from the rest of this TV show uh, that they had animated before. And then, and then, uh, Shogo walks in, and the other girls walk in, and they're like, <gasps> Shogo looks at her, and, like, holds her up, while her, half her head is not there, and there's blood all over the walls, and then, like he's in ER, sadly turns back to the other two, and shakes his head like, no, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and only then do they react. And I was just, like, losing it. It was so funny. Because her, her head's on the wall! It, you've already done it! What are you meant to do? Ridiculous. Ridiculous stuff. Hilarious. Uh, do you just want to do part two then? Should we do part two? Yeah. Part two. Uh, the first 45 part minutes of part two. Again, nothing happens. It's been a year later. Uh, and Shoko's response has been to just kind of ignore it. Uh, he doesn't have- I spend I spend a good 20 minutes trying Not to figure out if these are the same characters. Yeah. I was like, who's <laughs> this, looks so different. Who's this new guy? Why, do, who, why is Judo here? Uh, yeah, Yui's hair then, is just completely different, like in color and shape. <laughs> Yes. Even though ten minutes in, she cuts her hair, giving her a new design. <laughs> you could have given her the old design for the f- no. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so everyone's got new designs for no reason. Uh, Shogo's got a new voice actor. He's he is judo now. He just sounds like judo, and I'm very distracted. Uh, and so yes, once you realize these are the same people, uh, Shogo's just been hanging out, doing biker stuff, trying to kind of ignore it. Um, not very much is going on. Uh, there is it. Then all kind of picks up again. Uh, the um eve starts calling to him uh they they find the uh the the uh bike mech again the garland it's called uh and a lot like of action scenes happens and it's a it's just very nothing and then suddenly the final act of the movie occurs and you're like this could have been you could just put this with no changes other than the, the designs onto the end of the last movie and it would have been it would have made perfect sense uh as he goes into like eve's core and discovers what's up with all this stuff and what is up is that uh this whole project has been to send humanity out from space after we destroyed earth because we started a war uh and bring uh everyone back to earth to restart it but we will not be allowed in unless adam who is the defense system on the moon decides that we are not gonna like restart conflict again uh, yes and 
Also, the humans are in the middle of picking a fight with the aliens again. And yes, while they have restarted conflict ahead of schedule. Uh, And as this war is going on and this conflict is happening, uh, they are coming in towards Earth. And Adam is like, well, rip. (laughs) And destroys. Adam fires the Macross beam and like Macross blows up the ship and it's sick, actually. And then we get a whole song, like we get the pop song over the world ending. Classic anime trope that I love every time. Uh as our main characters are like in the core of eve uh so they get to survive as it crashes on earth uh but everyone else gone just gone war happened everyone died um and we have this biker gang landing on uh a rejuvenated it's, earth un- it's really funny because it's like ah the new adam and eve of this world these two people and then they're two fr- they're their four friends come out of the wreckage like oh Good. It's good because, you know, two people can't actually, like, restore an entire population. That's not enough people. Uh, it's good they have six people. And then you turn, and it's like 20 people because all everyone in the biker gangs who made Heroic Last Stands actually survived. And so you're like, how many? And then it pulls out, and there's people coming out of the wreck. It's like, how many people survived this fucking thing? Turns out we find out in three, it was a lot of people. A lot of people. But, yes, in, in the way this ends, it's like, oh, the city died, and now only the biker gang survived. And it's like, only the biker gang and the people in the parking lot survived. Yes. <laughs> So, as it expands rapidly, but as this movie ends, it is like the new Adam and Eve on the on Earth, and that's like for for this specific movie feels like a fairly coherent ending. We'll get into what happens next yes, time, yes, <laughs> as it all uh, gets blown up in hilarious ways. But let's talk about part two first. Uh, okay, so this is this is peak what I expect out of an OVA for me. Um, there's like a, a bunch of fucking nothing happens. <laughs> Everyone kind of looks like too realistic in a way that I, there, I find, but not in like a ping pong way. Where there's it's cool. so many no shots of like boring. people just like staring out into space and like blinking too slowly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> um, punctuated by periods of just incredible violence as the like alien machines, which are like tentacle robots that like can take over. It's, it, it, at first, it seems like they're taking over the technology and making it, like, attack the people. But later, we see a thing that just looks like a sentinel from uh, Matrix. I don't know what, what the truth is there. It doesn't really matter. I don't care. Um, but they just literally tear people limb from limb. Like, there's a whole scene where a whole command bridge of guys just gets vaporized, like, gratuitously by these machines. And that tear, like, tubes just going through them, blood spurting everywhere. Fucking love it. It's Eat so it. That's good. what I come to this kind of OVAs for. My favorite thing in all of the things that we've watched <laughs> Um, and then also one of the most dog shit like pervy sex scenes i've ever seen um it would be less bad if it was just hentai like (laughs) no it's it's basically like you don't see anything super explicit but like the framing and just everything about it it, this is what hentai comes out that's what that's what i mean someone just pushes this like 10 percent further and there you go you're in it by 10 percent then we're watching the blue girl or some shit what i mean it's like by 10 percent further we don't mean like more extreme you mean like 10 percent more to the left so you can see his dick like it is yeah. one of those scenes it's just like cropped like an austin powers bit uh for no reason and it just feels like what is what is happening here i i admit i have a skewed perspective on this as someone who's like like mostly ace uh i don't think there's anything less hot than watching anime characters fuck i think it's gross <laughs> well yeah but, yeah i mean this is not a sexy scene <laughs> It's just, I don't know who this is for. It's just unpleasant. The whole thing is unpleasant. Well, you got to understand, you can't Google anime tits. Yes, I know. I know. I know this is the problem. 
But like, there's a reason that now when people are like retweeting their anime girls, it's mostly people like doing violence and like cool, evocative stuff, not actual badly drawn porn. Uh, obviously, no. It's just like, oh, this girl has tights in a way where you're like, oh, so this is someone's thing. Yes, and obviously, porn exists. <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm not saying like, oh, the porn's always bad, right? I'm just saying that like, yeah. this is not where the like appeal of fan service in anime usually goes. There's usually a level of like evocativeness to it that is not just here. It is. Yeah, it, they're it, doing doggy style yeah, it now. Feels especially, it's, it's like one minute long too. Like it's just, it's just yeah. yeah, it's just bad. Well, the, the thing about this that I like is very clear is that they put it all in one sequence. It doesn't matter. So if they need yes. to cut it out for some sort of like rebroadcast or like a, a lesser rated version, they can do that. Uh, Same thing with all the guys in the in the bridge getting destroyed. Like you could just clip that out, and the the, the movie the the narrative would not change one bit. They could air this on television with some edits at like fifty five minutes. It would be absolutely. fine. That's true. The the other funny thing oh. of that bit is there's there's one there's one frame, uh, not frame, but there's one shot where before the sex scene, before it all kicks off, she like takes off her um overshirt and leaves her undershirt and someone animates it like so that her boobs bounce in such a way that her nipple is showing like to the side of her shirt for this, a few frames this <laughs> to like, me what? I point it and goes I, I immediately point and go Gunbuster because I yes. think that, that is like yes. the yes. Gunbuster shot that is this that I always think of like you didn't like make a topless but you're like I have to make a boobs bounce to find gravity so we just get a, like, a little bit for a second I'm like guys yes. guys what are you doing here very their job funny. is what they're doing. <laughs> they are doing their job. <laughs> selling, selling videotapes of cartoons getting naked. That's so true. Um, Except I'm watching so, this because it's 50 minutes and I'm thinking, is that still the same Yumi as the last one? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they get a cool biker gang of a bunch of people who are way cooler than our heroes, who just get a bunch of scenes of them being badasses. I love this whole crew. They're great. Yeah. Squad. <laughs> you know. Um, love them. And then the back half where all the stuff happens is two things. One, there's, uh, there's multiple, just, these are just Ava scenes of the control room where everyone's looking at screens and saying ridiculous things about like, ah, the Bahamut barrier has been breached. <laughs> Adam has awoken. We're waiting for his call. The decision on what will happen to humanity. I'm like, I can't believe that we're here again. <laughs> Can you not? We're always coming back to a thing that might as well be Evangelion. <laughs> I mean, that that's the truth of Evangelion, is that it was always every anime. Yeah. It just happened to be the one yep. that blew up that huge. Yeah, no, 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 I, I don't disagree. Um, But it's, it's just funny to me. And then, okay, so the other thing is, they get to the center, they meet Eve, um... And it's like a, it's like a, it's like a cyber Eve, I guess. Um, but she's like this girl who, she's like a hologram trapped inside this tube. It's very like Macross Plus, um, the holographic woman who was a pop star in the town, but is actually like the secret heart of everything that's going to help the main protagonist, stuff like that. Uh, she has some sort of affection for her, but he's got a real life girlfriend and she's willing to save her because she's not like evil or anything. I guess that's different than Macross Plus, but... Um, <laughs> So this is 86. Uh, also in 86 is Lapita Castle in the Sky, who has, that basically has the same trope. But, like, these are ground zero for every, like, magical princess encased in crystal in every video game you've ever fucking played. Uh, it's just all right here, like, right on the screen. Like, I look, I look at Eve, and I'm like, this is, this is everything from, like, like, 
like like Legend of Zelda, like Zelda stuff that happens to Zelda, um, like RPGs, like like fucking Lunar or whatever, goes all the way. Like I'm, I look at the way she's dressed, like she's like a hologram, but she's in like this big like luminous like white dress thing. I'm like, this is all this is just CC or C two. It's C two, right? It is C two, but yes, yeah. Uh, from Code Geass, like just this idea of like a magical lady who's here to help the protagonist with her mysterious plot powers who kind of doesn't understand what's going on, but when it shit comes real, she understands what's going on. And that's like a slice of life about what if, what if, uh, what if the magical girl in a tube, you decanted and she was just your lazy girlfriend who ate pizza the entire time. Um, that's how code gears takes. It. That's why code gears is better than mega zone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Playing is Putting my flag here. That's just true. That's just true. I mean, I, I, when I get the tube, I'm like, Oh, this is a Fiona situation. Yeah. Yeah. But like, the way in which this takes it specifically about magical, like, girls who are the heart of, like, the ancient technology that will save everyone. Like, the one-two punch of Laputa, which is every video game and RPG or whatever, and this, which is also every video game and RPG or whatever and, and anime, is just too much. I'm like, I can't believe, like, these two things launched <laughs> all of these uh, tropes, like, simultaneously. Um, yes. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh ridiculous and then there's yeah there's a big machine in the city and all that stuff and that's all very cool it's very well animated but like man this one's like a mess i i think the first one's like bad but it's it, at least i'm like interested in the thematic material this just is so much like other a bunch of other ovas that i can name it just doesn't feel special to me like atano draws the shit out of things that matter like the mech fights are very cool but i just don't care yeah um i i like this more than part one um, I I like part one more, because I I think the part one was like I was waiting for it to go anywhere and it just kind of ends. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think like everything in part one is like the coolest gif I've ever seen, <laughs> uh, but it's all the all of it. You just get like an entire like seven years of Tumblr content all at once, directed directly into your eyeballs. Does it have a story? No. Does it matter? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I think the thing for me is that I just like the um, uh, the way it all wrapped up i guess i think the situating this trope that is in literally half the anime i fucking watch in this specific fake macros situation uh is good macros do you remember love will be better if at the end they destroyed 80s japan because it was meaningless and it only works because it doesn't have the like you know uh sneer of the later ones looking back at the like consumerist critique of you be on that phone uh i th- i think that that scene is genuinely good I just don't think that they think that much about, like, the thematic weight of 80s Japan. Like, they want to destroy it because it's fake, but they don't understand what that means. Like, there's no grappling with the idea that, like, consumers, culture, and the city are, like, constructs to keep a populace, like, in tow, in line. No, like, it's I'm, never about that. It's, I'm saying it'd be worse if it was about vapid. that. I'm saying it would be worse if it were about that. <laughs> if they all started, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, because yeah, if they would just be like, oh, we must free ourselves from the, going to the shops. And then I'd be like, this is terrible. But when it's just like an animation of all these symbols of like brand and property being destroyed uh, over the song playing and the new hope of humanity is born, I'm like, that's, you know, it works. I think it's fine. I think it totally is like a yeah, no, good one And then those. they never walk that back ever again. Well, yes, but then part three is made by completely different people. You cannot bring that up right now. I did. You did. Well, I mean, we can transition to talking about part three, where truly I don't don't have anything else for part two. I just think part two is like is like nasty and funny in turn, and I I don't like it very much. But it's it was a time. I was like, man, I've went on a ride after all of this. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, I like the I, biker I friends. Go to pop- That's all. Yes, yes I like the yes. biker friends. I like that one big girl who is hanging out and teaching yes. her to drift and shit. She rocks. Yes. There's a hilarious scene where they're all in the shower. Um, I like I like that girl who's just like, what if four was like fashionable and cool? Yes. Who just hangs around. Yes. <laughs> she does nothing, but she looks great. <laughs> So yeah, so there's there's this this bigger which is like, oh my god, like a large lady in anime. That's not like a joke, and she's kind of a joke, but like by the standards of this anime, amazing work. Absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, she literally she like gets a love interest, and yes. like, like none of it is like played as like in the way that like you know fat coded characters are in anime. It's it's genuinely really good. It's genu- yeah, and except the one part that is funny to me is the scene, the shower scene, uh, where they're all, like all the girls are getting naked, and she's like. Her conversation, she's still in... It's not even underwear. It looks like a swimsuit. But then she's, like, naked in the background. I'm like, oh, no one wanted to actually try to... While the other girls are just, like, tits out moving around. Like, oh, I'm showering here. And no one wanted to try to, like, fetishize the large character. Which I'm, I guess, thankful for. But it is very funny revealing the, like, biases of all the guys making it. Uh, yeah. As all these like uh, hot young girls are doing uh, like strip teasers in this regular conversation while she's just normally there in the background having a shower. Uh, but, also, her name is Dump. Yes. Uh, which, whatever. Uh, but I like but the her. other guy's name is Lightning. So, you know. Lightning's, Lightning's fucking cool. He's like a cool guy doing pool tricks, but he sucks <laughs> and no one likes him. Yeah, give me a fucking Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> You owe me two packs of Heineken. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, no one likes you, right? <laughs> it's good. It's Yeah, it's a good stuff. All right. We can get on to part three now, which is uh, fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, what happens to part three? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Kira happens. So, so, I mean, <laughs> when we talk about the bike in this, it's important to point out it's already the Akira bike. It's someone said, what if the Akira bike was a mech, which is, like, the most big brain, I am a nerd in the 80s premise for an anime possible. Um, anyway. Yeah. But it also, like, the way it transforms is, like, very, like, Macross and, like, yes. you know, it's a thing you ride and then suddenly you're the robot and you do some fighting, but mostly you stay in the vehicle form. Yes. Uh, so, already ridiculous, but part three takes it to extreme, where, what if, okay, hear me out here. It is 1989. Nerds are fully the dominant form of like selling OVAs to otaku. And therefore, what if Akira was about gamers? <laughs> what if? Tell me this. What if instead of ri- riding bikes, uh, they were gaming? And we have our lead gamer, uh, Eiji Takanaka, uh, who is the lead gamer. He's such a cool gamer. He can look at a game and intuit it immediately. Uh, and he's so good at games, he gets recruited uh, by uh, Shion. They say Shion like in Kingdom Hearts. They literally say the same thing. Yes. But it's spelled Sion here with an S. Uh, but like, it was very distracting to me. Um, but he is recruited uh, to be the new operator of the of the mech of of Garland uh, on this new city of Eden on Earth, uh, which is also a mysterious city that they appear to be trapped in, even though it's on Earth now, uh, and they have not gone to the world outside yet. Uh, and what's gone up with that? That seems like everything's gone wrong. Uh, he is confused and being like used by these parties uh, for the first part, and eventually runs into Eve at the end. And Eve explains, uh, "I, I was, 
I thought I was going to be woken up off screen in two minutes after the end of part two when he built the new earth. Apparently he didn't. I don't fucking know what happened with that. They have to go figure out what's happening there. Uh, while, uh, Shion and, like, uh, Orange are having a conflict who are, like, the two, two powerful groups in the city, uh, and, like, uh, Shion's running the EX Bureau, uh, and trying to stop, uh, this fight going on, uh, and they get to the center of the computer and they realize that, like, ooh, they never went out there, uh, and Shogo has become like merged with the machine and decided humanity must stay in the prison. Excuse me, he's uh, a bishop I, now. He's a bishop now. He's he has gone feth mode, which doesn't matter <laughs> to anyone but me and M. But he has gone feth mode in this machine. Um, he, you know what? It took me like a fucking wait. What? Are, wait, what's feth mode? He Macros two is happening. He, isn't his name Neff? Isn't it feth from Macros two? I'm looking it up. Too. It's Feth. It is totally Feth. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. He's gone Feth mode. <laughs> he's, he's gone Feth mode. <laughs> Which again, not a reference anyone should be expected to get. But he looks like a Macross Two guy, and he's trapped in the machine, and he's all plugged in. And uh, Ag's like, "I'm the new cool guy, and I'm also Shogo's will," and holds up like a disc, and then. Uh, uh, one died the old show going like disconnection machines like oh finally i can see again thank you for restoring hope to humanity and uh i i guess they are now free to actually be on earth again which is just where part two ended but we did it again also for no also reason. you forget the part where the real eve the, because shogo at the end of at the end of uh megazone two three part two was supposed to go one room deeper in and rescue a real woman from cryosleep and she was going to help him create a new world yes and he just didn't do it he just walked backwards instead <laughs> yes no yes so eve is also in addition to being a digital creation is also a real lady who who could like hang out with him um yeah but she was asleep for however long thousands of years and now she's she's like well it's actually my legacy to be part of this computer sorry you're gonna have to go back to your real girlfriend you had an hour ago and he's like okay yeah i'm just gonna do that then and they <laughs> shake hands and <laughs> that's the end of it <laughs> yep part three is fucking bad <laughs> yeah um, I, uh, so I was watching this, the Macross 2 bit is like, it takes the, it takes the things, like the cultural, like things that people would think about in Megazone, much like Macross 2 did. And like, just like puts it in this slightly more arch context where it's like, it's like they've made the Epcot Center version of Megazone and it, you're meant to like rebel against it. But the way they did that was through a fucking gamer guy who's like, ah, yeah, we're actually getting out of cycle, by, which means like, like drop out of like their education. I'm not entirely sure. It seems like they use being like, like out of cycle as like meaning six different things in this yes. show. Um, but they're all just a bunch of ne'er-do-wells who decide that what they're going to do is like be the plucky resistance group, but in a way where like, they all just seem fake. There's none, there's no, none of the energy here of like, these people are actually doing stuff. Um, especially when our hero is supposedly a master hacker and a master gamer, but that's gotten him recruited by the, one of the mega corps who just want to watch him. They're like, oh, you, you know, we, you're not going to start shit if you're not our employee. So it'll be fine. But he continues to start shit and gets away with it. I'm just like, you can't have everything. You can't just let your protagonist do everything he wants. It's not interesting. And they even gesture to the Akira thing of like, there's a guy who's like, I wish I could be as cool as, uh, AG on his red bike. Uh, and he like signs up with the other corporation and, is like part of their gamer crew of 
yes, that game of yes. violence. And then he can't cut it, so he dies. And but is that he the guy that gets like like pumped full of like injections at the end? <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, and he, he dies and He gets gamer fueled into being a cyber new type. <laughs> because he was jealous like in like Tetsuya Kira, but like for no, he's just. This is five minutes of scenes across the OVA. It doesn't yes, matter. Yes. He just shows up and then perfunctorily dies, and then AJ's like, "No, Bud, not Bud." And I'm like, "This is comedy. This is you can't expect me to care seriously about this. This wasn't a real plot. Like, what are you doing here?" So, just a stupid movie. Um, I think my favorite yeah. dumb moment in uh, either of these uh two episodes is uh when they go outside the boundaries of the megazone of eve and they're like oh i thought there was supposed to be forest here and then they like drive one mile further and and then like there's the forest and like the implication (laughs) is that the megazone is like destroying the earth but it's like it's been 500 years and it's like it really hasn't expanded more than a mile like around itself it's really fun they they first go out and it's just like all you see is pipelines and wires is like oh earth's a blasted wasteland and you move a little bit and like oh this is just midgar okay we're in the overworld now yes. like it's just we just have a little crater around here and then there's, there's, there's like calm a few bits down and it's fine it's, it doesn't even matter <laughs> what you're saying what you're saying is cloud strife drives the bahamut uh yes I guess he does. I mean, I I always forget that Cloud Strife riding bikes is like half of his fucking character to square because one promotional image and one scene had him do that. But yes, I guess yeah, he does. I mean, they made a whole movie about him riding bikes after that. After so. the, in the game, he just kind of did it because there was a bike there. But now, yes, yeah. Cloud Strife rides bikes. <laughs> yeah. Would it worse to be a biker or a gamer? That's actually the question of the ages. Okay, okay. so when I was watching part one and part two, I had to say... I don't think bikes are cool. I think biker gangs are lame. Inherently. What a boring premise. But then, they had to like be like, what if they were gamers? And I was like, go back! Go back! <laughs> the, thing about, the thing about the biker gang, um, I, think, I think part two like, really points to this, is like, the problem, the, the cool thing about a biker gang is you get a bunch of big personalities that have like their own, this is why the early Fast and Furious movies are better than the later ones, because everyone has their own type of car and their own one personality trait, and the, it's about the, the, the gang together being like an interesting object of a group. Um, but the problem is like, the protagonists of part two are terrible. Like I don't give a shit about Shogo and part three, even worse because like, I definitely don't give a shit about fake Shogo who literally at one point goes, I'm not like the replacement for Shogo. And then holds up a light and goes, I am the replacement for Shogo. (laughs) (laughs) Shogo's heart Um, lives in my floppy disk. (laughs) Yeah. He got the matrix of leadership and now he's Shogo. (laughs) God, he really does. (laughs) Um, I just, I just don't get it. And, um, the part of, like the other part of this is like, it's just like a, a ugly anime. It's just not very yeah. good. There's a part, there's, there's a recurring gimmick that is almost good where, because everyone is like kind of poorly animated most of the time, it's just like characters standing around talking. Someone will always interject like the beginning of a scene, uh, because there's like a whole thing where like the culture is so technologically advanced or whatever that everyone's brainwaves are constantly being scanned. But to, in, to, to show you, because the characters aren't emoting that characters are, are like in a bad mental state, someone will always say, ah, oh, your waves are off today. <laughs> It happens like six different times. Uh, yeah, I got bad waves. Oh, your waves are bad. I can't believe your waves are so bad. Today. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sire. I'll fix my waves post haste. 
it really is like that. The animation Dumb. here is interesting because it like it's the at a lot of the animation or specifically the the drawings, right? The actual drawings and a lot of the backgrounds are like very expensive. They're very shiny. Uh, they look like. You know, we are in the period where the 80s and 90s are starting to blend as 89. Uh, the, the, the 80s sensibilities that dominated the mid-80s ones we've just had are kind of on the way out. Uh, but it it still looks like, you're like, damn, they spent money on this. Look at this mechanical animation. And then a character has to, like, move and animate. And you're like, oh, no, no, they don't have it. What are you doing? And not in the same way as the first one where it's, like, beautiful animation, lovingly created by people who don't really understand how human beings move. Uh, no, this is just a cheap OVA yeah. sequel. Yeah, this is just uh, awkward poses. There's a bit uh, where they're being chased on motorbikes, and it literally slows to like one frame per second. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. There's like weird bits. Yeah, the action just like we didn't have the frames. Yeah, we just cheaped out on it. Which you know that was kind of the thing that like carries the first two, even when they're you know nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. To be fair, I think the third one seems like it is widely regarded as bad, even by oh, people yeah, like the yeah. first two. So, um, um, just thankfully happens to uh, be a thing nobody likes. Which fair enough because it's not very good. You just can't do this. You just can't do the same thing again with new characters, and then like only gesture to that to the point where it like doesn't it makes it all more meaningless. I I love that the evil guy's plan is to like go back to space. It's just like. <laughs> like here we fucking go again i guess but yeah it doesn't end up happening uh actually coming to earth was the worst mistake because we're we're just evil human nature's evil so we better go live and die in space but it's all like nothing because they're already in a they're already in a fake city on earth now and they were in a fake city on space and he wants like it doesn't mean it is all devoid of context and meaning yes and it's so weird, because like you say, already so many anime sequels are, it's the same thing happening with a different guy, and ooh, uh, that's like half of anime. <laughs> um, yes. And here they don't even really, I guess they try to, because they tease, because, oh, I'm not his replacement. I am his replacement. <laughs> but that's as much lip service as they give it. It's, it's so half-hearted in how it's constructed. Mm-hmm. But there's not, it's not like there's that much there. In the first two to like no. hang on to right? the actual the actual thing that three made me think about was uh, like afterwards when I was done like during it, I'm like man this is Matt Cross too but the thing that made me think of the most was how good Psychopass is well I think about that watching almost every anime <laughs> but ever but like in a world like that's that's like a story about a world that is highly monitored and everyone is concerned about their waves because if <laughs> your waves get bad you go to prison that's true but many people in that in that show are in prison for bad waves. And also that show like ends up all like over time being about like the idea that like people are forced to repeat the like things that happened to the people before them who are their mentors, right? Like suddenly now you're the one in charge. Can you avert the fate that everyone falls into? Probably not, but you're going to give it your shot, your best shot. Um, and it's good. That stuff's good. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if uh, Urobuchi saw Megazone 23 part three. I hope so. I want to ask him. <laughs> Urbichi is pretty high on my list of like anime guys I'd want to talk to. Yeah. Don't ask Tomino shit. I'll talk to Urbichi for a while, I think. <laughs> hey, Urbichi, have you seen Megazone 2-3 Part 2? Did you think it sucked? <laughs> yeah. I want to talk to Urbichi. I want to talk to Goro Miyazaki. Those are like top of the list. You don't want to talk to Goro Miyazaki. 
I do. I he's do. not. He's not going to give you it. He's not. Gonna, he has been. I know. He has definitely been asked. There are people in Japan who also want him to say, "You hate I your dad. You hate your dad. You hate your dad." Tell him that I think he's doing a good job. Okay. And he was dealt a lousy hand. He doesn't need to respond. I just want to say it to him. Okay. You're just going to tweet at him. <laughs> oh, I also want to. I want to well, also ask him why the guy in uh, Tales from Mercy killed his dad. See, he's not going to give it to you. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as I can tell, the books, the books that Le Guin write also don't answer this because it didn't happen in them. So why do we do this? I'm just saying, you want something he will not give. <laughs> An, a simple answer to what the plot is of your movie. You, what you have done is you have couched the question in a simple. You have you have tricked him. You have used <laughs> cunning to ask him what's going on here. <laughs> I just want to know why. Okay, it's the driving force of the film. There's no explanation for it. Uh, who would I want to talk to from anime? I don't really know. I just want to tell Takahashi that I love bottoms. Yeah. He knows. He knows everyone loves Vaughn. I'm like, Kiriko Kuve, he's the best guy. He is the best guy. Uh, Do we have anything else? No. Alright. I guess that's oh, it. Oh, um, um, just thoughts on the Garland, like, as a mech, you know, yay, nay. It's okay. Yeah. I like that it's, like, a suit more than it is, like, like a big mech, um... But yeah, it, it just ends up it just ends up the way it transforms stuff just really reminds me of like early Macross, not like the original yeah, Macross, yeah. but like just the first couple sequels before they really leaned back into big mechs and planes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I gotcha. It feels like a pat labor to me. Hmm, that was where I, I was. That, uh, yeah. What if they turn into bikes of pat labor? Which <laughs> is very if funny. the pat labor could transform into a police car, like a Japanese police oh. car, it'd be better. I would like it more. Yeah, that'd be delightful. Honestly, the, the size doesn't work there at all, but yeah. it would just be cool. Surprised they, that never happened because I feel like that's right there. It's right there. Um, I think I think the people who make pat labor think that may be a little too precious. Yes. Uh, and on the nose. I mean, yes, Oshi would not do. If anyone other than Oshi was making it, I've, that would have happened by season two. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the uh, cop car that becomes a pat labor mech. Yeah. Uh, God, I think I think eighty nine is the same year. Pat Labor the movie. No, it's, it's when's Pat Labor the movie? Is eighty nine or is it eighty eight? I forget when. I early think days the OVA the is eighty nine. Yeah. Uh, Pat Labor the movie is eighty nine. God, there is a fucking movie. The first Pat Labor movie, incredible. One of the one of the best times you can have in an animated film. Basically. Genuinely, it has everything you want. I'm here it's for got- combat. I'm here for yes, combat. I am also here for combat. God, what a great... That's so... Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, you don't... I mean, Should it's better if you watch the early days, but honestly, if you just want to watch Pat Labor the movie without, you know, just a hundred minutes, you have a great time. Anyway. Uh, yeah. uh, I guess we're done. I guess it's a podcast. Yeah, Live. so... Oh. N- no, wait, wait, wait. Next time. One week from now. Uh, Akira, volume five. We're getting there. Nearing, rounding the corner on the end of this. That's it. That's all I want to say. Yep. Oh, I guess actually after that, it'll be two weeks until volume six. And then at the end of December, we'll be watching uh, Kai Kano. Yes. His and her circumstances. 
And then we're like immediately into next year. I don't know what we're doing. Liv, you're going to be back in like April. I yeah. That's when we scheduled you. So. Uh, still have to think about what I want to choose, but for sure. You got yeah. time. Yeah, you we'll only bug you the month before to figure it out. So yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um, would you like to plug anything? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to actually be starring a film podcast soon with uh, my friend Evan. Um, we're going to be cycling through different kinds of movies. Um, and we've recorded a few episodes already, so the first uh, season will be about a film bro classics. So we got an episode on Fight Club uh, coming up in a couple weeks, um, and you can follow me at No Love Deep Trans, and uh, yeah, that's where I'll post about it. So, uh, hoisting myself, saying I like this idea because I won't have to watch yes. the movies because I've already seen them all. <laughs> So, uh, you you plug that in the Discord, and I'll give it a listen. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I need to know. I need to put you on the spot. What counts for you? What are what are the other film bro classics? I don't know if you've planned out. Your uh, list, so so far know. we've done. Um, let's see, Fight Club, Taxi Driver, and of course the Boondock Saints. Um, and we- <gasps> the the quality <laughs> the quality like peaks and valleys. Yes. Like I don't love I don't like Fight Club very much, but it's like a mile oh, ahead of Boondock Saints. One of the worst films ever yes. made. <laughs> and Taxi Driver is just a good film. I just like Taxi Driver. Yes, no, the vibes are immaculate. Um, but yeah, like Pulp Fiction, American Beauty. <laughs> that is still. Oh my yes. god! Yes, oh, American Beauty. Okay. I feel like American Beauty appeals to people slightly too old to be part of a film. I get, eh, I don't know. It's weird. That one's like cross. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like a certain type of film person that just likes. American Definitely Beauty part of it is like consider film discussing bros. whether or not this term has relevance. Um, is definitely mm-hmm. part of it. But um, yes, uh, American Beauty also just a movie for dads at this point. <laughs> yeah, it always was. It always yeah. was. Um. That's good. I don't have to watch anything because I've seen all these. Thank Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Or rip me. One of those. <laughs> I loved American Beauty back in the day because it was the late 90s and we were all there. In it. <laughs> it was bad. No, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm sure I will have a good time. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's stuff there. Like, it's not without merit, but also like watching Kevin Spacey. Oh, movies, yeah. Ugh, bad yes. Time. For sure. Um. Excellent. All right. Well, everyone look forward to that. I'm going to be listening because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm desperate that. for new movie podcasts right now. So couldn't hit a better time, especially ones you uh, don't have to do homework for. Yes, that's the problem. Is I don't want to watch anything. Uh, I mean, I'm already like when I have free time, I watch a movie, but I don't want to watch someone else's pick. I want to watch movies. I want to watch. For sure. Uh, anyway, we're well afar. Jackson plugs. Uh, you can find me at headfuls off on twitter.com you can find the podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com there's a bunch of cool podcasts there uh, we're going to be doing a, a new abnormal mapping the game club podcast on uh, Forza Horizon this month because we decided five Forza, Forza Horizon, Horizon 5, five. Forza there are five of those five. you have to specify no I don't think I do have to specify <laughs> um, because it's the only, I guess the only time we've just done a new game because fuck it fuck it it's fucking November <laughs> that's what they got <laughs> These days they're starting to call it fucking November. What is happening? Please do the rest of the plug <laughs> Uh You can find me on Twitter, EM underscore Bing. You can support all of our podcasts at patreon.com session raw mapping. For $1, you get Great Gundam Project. We're about to finish up Tourney Gundam. Um, when this comes out, that'll be happening in like uh, two days. Uh, the episode will be out next week, so look forward to that. 
I can't imagine how that's going to end. And then uh, we'll be starting, uh, we'll be doing G Savior, which is a film, and then we'll be starting Gundam Seed, which is uh, everyone's favorite from what I gather. Uh, $5, <laughs> you get Blockbusters, or once a month, me and Jackson sit down and talk about a movie. Uh, we just did one on Dirty Harry, which I think is a great episode, so I hope people listen to that. And $10, you do Voidplay for every two weeks, which is a goof off show, but we do talk about movies a lot there, because lately it's just been movie time for me, and that, it, it affects all the other podcasts. Um, Oh, the most sh- screenings at screenings.com where we talk about movies every two weeks. We would just watch uh, uh, Wages of Fear. We're about to watch Red Desert. I'm on Gotham City Limits. You can export odd.io slash Batman. And we uh, <laughs> the episode that's not out yet, uh, we spent the last 15 minutes talking about French cinema. This is just where my head's at these days. <laughs> You're the film, bro. <laughs> I'm the film, bro. Damn, it was me all along. It was me all along. Uh, <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Tell your friends we got a bunch of great stuff that we cover, and sometimes it's stuff like Megazone. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> sometimes we do cover stuff like Megazone. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>